So here we are, right, Swally? I'm going to have some relationships that are deep, mm-hmm. meaningful connections, and I'm going to have some relationships that are fun, mm-hmm. where I really like the person, but it's not going to go super deep. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the two hot wives. Swally. That's a new term. Let's talk about the sort of the definition or what we think it is. Yeah, we discussed it in part one. And if Mm -hmm. you haven't listened to part one yet, take a minute, go back, listen to part one. Or take uh, an hour and 20 minutes. An hour and 23 (laughs) fucking minutes. Yeah, it was a long episode. But there was so much to unpack. There was. And in fact, we did this amazing interview with Dr. Elizabeth Chef mm-hmm. and covered so much ground. It was over an hour and had to cut a lot of it because it didn't end up being what we focused on for the episode. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to put the full episode out on our website as bonus content because we covered so much ground like everything corn hunting and her own personal experience with polyamory and like lgbtq issues in the context of polyamory mm-hmm. all sorts of of stuff that um was fascinating and uh you should absolutely check it out it'll be on our website but swally what is swally i i think it might be a little different for everybody because we talked about it being sort of a, a range, right? Yeah. We're not swingers. We're not poly. We're somewhere in between. That's Swally. Yeah. So I think some of the key components to Swally is it seems to be a, a couple in the mm-hmm. way that like swingers are a couple. Right. But it's a couple who are open to both polysexual relationships and polyamorous relationships. Right. So having some- that deeper intimate connection yeah intimate relationship with yeah. more than one person person yeah and maybe approaching each relationship individually and letting the level of of physical and emotional intimacy build to what feels sort of natural so if you're a true swinger i don't think you're seeking out any relationship that involves emotional intimacy. Right. And if you're truly polyamorous, every relationship needs to involve a high level of emotional intimacy, potentially before you're willing to get physically intimate. So if you're open to both, you're swally. Right. Okay. Sexy homework. I feel like it was a total roller coaster. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, if we're talking about homework, this is something we've kind of been diving into for quite a while. This is a long journey. And we're taking a little slice from it, at least for Mr. Ams and I, a journey that's we've been going on for like two years. Yeah. Same with us. I mean, it, it, the more we sort of build out our friendships and, and meet new people, mm-hmm. the more I see this becoming sort of a not a not a cult not a not a group love fest but we we're only bringing in people that we really like and the more i get to know all of these people the more i really like them and the more i can see this swally thing sort of taking hold and and being a big part of our overall community yeah me too okay but before we get into it if you are at all interested in joining us for Podcast Palooza in Palm Springs, June, is it 3rd through the the 6th? 6th. Get your tickets now. There are very few rooms still available. But you can still get in. You can. Absolutely. And it's something that you shouldn't miss. It's really special. It is such a cool event. Kate does such a phenomenal job curating the experiences 
The lineup of content creators is fantastic. Different DJ for every night. Yeah. DJs during the day at the pool. Yeah. Fun, fun seminars going on every day, but you don't have to go if you don't want to. No. You, don't <laughs> you want can to. hang out at the pool. That's right. And party with the with the band and check it out. We will have a link to buy tickets in our show notes. Join us. We would love, love, love to meet you face to face. Uh, and there's other stuff. There's the cruise. There's desire. Check it out on our events page. Um, it's always great to meet people live. Cat, what are we drinking tonight? We are drinking the blackberry peach fizz. I really like this. And I was afraid when you were mixing it that it was going to be super too sweet. sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not. So what's in it? So um, some blackberry syrup, mm-hmm. muddled peaches and blackberries, mm-hmm. gin, and peach schnapps. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to layer the different ingredients from episode to episode. Yeah. I like yeah, it. So it's kind of like a, a, a running theme. A menage, if <laughs> a you will. <laughs> a mashup. A mashup. <laughs> Yeah, so it's great. Gin and fruit is always a fantastic yeah. combination. But you can't forget the lemon juice. Yeah, you got to have that little bit of citrus, that little bit of sour yeah. citrus. Yeah, I. so the nice thing about gin is it has a little bit of bitter and herbiness mm-hmm. to it. And I think any drink that hits the sweet part of your tongue and the sour part of your tongue and the bitter part of your tongue is like a Perfect. good drink. Yeah. Yeah, so I like it a lot. Cool. And with our cocktails. We need some hot tails. (gasps) So Kat, I am so excited to hear your hot tail for tonight. So my hot tail is about my single guy. I know. And this is a space that you've explored way more than I am. So I'm sitting here like, tell me all the juicy details. It's been fun. And I, he's not my single guy, but I kind of think he's a little bit mine right now. Yeah. Because I've not really shared him. No, no. <laughs> not yet. Remind me how you met him. Well, it was when we were doing the hot wifing episodes. Oh wow! Remember? Yeah, that was a while ago. Yes, we put out uh, we put it out on our profile, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we got lots of responses. Yep, and this guy is is awesome. He's he's a little older. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I say older, I don't mean older. I mean he's not in his twenties or thirties. A lot of the guys who answer are young. Uh, yeah, young really young. Bucks. Yeah. And they don't show up. They're mm-hmm. a little flaky. This guy's in his 40s. He's a sharp dresser. He mm-hmm. always looks good. He smells good. He's he's a grown-up. Yes. Yeah. He gets there before I do. He makes sure everything's ready to go. He's a gentleman. A, he's a gentleman. I love that. So I I have definitely gotten to see him a, a bit since then mm-hmm. um, and had some fun. Yeah. And Mr. Cat is all for it. It's always nice when you feel like you have that enthusiastic support yeah. from your hubby. Yeah. He likes to see me get ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what were you wearing? Okay, so uh, so I was wearing this little wrap dress. It's like blue, Calvin Klein. Nice. Simple. Wrap dress is a great choice for a date I that know. can lead to sex because it it's looks like so unwrapping cool, a taking present. it off. That's right. <laughs> yep. And it. and black boots, but it's getting a little warmer. So yeah. I'm not wearing like all the 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 thigh high. Yeah. Uh the thigh high tights. Yep. That's right. You can put those away for six mm-hmm. months or so. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting at the bar and we're having some drinks, little bees knees. I like that. Yummy. That's a good drink. Mm-hmm. And some appetizers, and we're talking, and we're having such a great time. And I was thinking about our Swally stuff mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit because he's a single guy. Yeah. So there's no real boundaries there. Sure. You don't have to worry about a missus right. who might be hurt or offended by right. what you're okay. He is just free to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And I'm free. Right. Within, to do what within, I want. within limits. Yeah, but of yeah. course. So did you get deep with him, like in conversation? Not really. You know, we are getting to know each other, but I don't see him very often. Sure. So it's hard to make a really deep connection with someone that you see 
once every other month. Yeah. You know, not very often. We've had great conversations and I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a mm-hmm. lot of fun with him. He's really, oh, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, you're you know, blushing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but for it to be more of a Intimate, relationship, yeah. yeah, it would take a lot more time, I yeah, think, yeah, to develop yeah. that. But I don't care. He's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we're done with all our drinks and appetizers. We had a lot of fun banter with the, uh, with the bartender. It was really funny, made some great drinks. We're talking back and forth with him a little bit. And then he makes us a couple of drinks to go. Mm -hmm. They were their version of an Aperol spritz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they were phenomenal. That's great. So we took took those upstairs and he had the music going and he had snacks. Excellent. So he'd been listening to the podcast. You know, the first time that I went out with him, I really, I didn't tell him that I had a podcast. It's a kind of a tough conversation to have. Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't describe him very much and I didn't talk about him. Well, I talked about him, but the second time I met with him, I told him about it and mm-hmm. he was totally fine with it. Um, so he listened and he took notes. Nice. Cause he had snacks. I love that. And what was hilarious is he's like, do you see? Do you see what I have? And I'm looking and I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. He's talking about the bag of almonds and all the gummy bears. Nice. Gummy bears an excellent choice. <laughs> they were great. That's great. So I, I laughed a little bit. And uh, and of course, he started to unwrap my little dress. Yes. And he, of course, laid me out on the bed and we were kissing mm-hmm. for a long time with just his, his clothes were all still on. That was really hot. And then he pulls out his neckties. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I was not expecting this at all. Okay. Okay. So he, but I, you know, let him know that that was okay. So he starts tying my wrists to my ankles. Oh. Which that's kind of cool. That's, I mean, I, yeah. I had a lot of mobility, but I had very limited, like, yeah. So you're on the bed on your back mm-hmm. and your knees are up. Yeah, my knees are are up, and and there was distance between my wrists and my and my ankle. They weren't okay. totally they weren't connected. Like, okay. Yeah, I had maybe ten inches. Okay, so it wasn't between. like a hog tie. It no. was just got it, got it. Yeah, cool. it was it was somewhat restrictive, but not completely. I okay. kind of I really liked it. You liked it. He went down on me, <laughs> and that was really hot. I couldn't really move, move a, lot. a whole lot, but I was squirming anyway. He's he's really good at that with his tongue and his hands. And it was awesome. Nice. So I came like that for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I was like, I wanted to get my arms free. Okay. So he untied my arms and yes. I had him flip over on his back so I could give him a blowjob. Sure. Which was A little reciprocity. Really yeah, of course. He earned it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's always fun. I enjoy doing it. Yeah. So it's, it's always fun. Then he tied my wrist together. Over my and kind of held them over my head. Yes, he didn't tie them to anything, but he was into the tying up. Well, and I know you like <laughs> I that. I love it. Yeah, that's what I think. He's been listening to the podcast. He knows I like to be restrained. Uh, restrained. So yeah. it was. It was really a lot of fun, and I, I really enjoy being with him. That's cool. That's cool. He tries. I think he tries to bring something new every time he comes, like to surprise me a little bit with something different. And that and that is fun. It's very that sweet. novelty, getting to explore new things with a partner is like super fun. Yeah. That's part of why we do yeah. this. Yeah, it was really hot. That's cool. All right, so here's the funny part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're leaving, mm-hmm. you know, there weren't a lot of people in the hotel when we were there, mm-hmm. and um, the bartender completely hung out with us. You know. Cool. For a lot of the time. And, and there was a lot of talking back and forth. And then when we got our, our Aperol spritz and we went up to go, <laughs> to go, we went upstairs and we had our fun. When we came down, <laughs> I had to fix myself up. I was really a hot mess. Yeah. Um, we walked out of the elevator. And of course, he's like walking through the hallway and he looks over at us and he smiles. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I smiled and I was like, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, yep. we just was, had amazing right. sex. We just had amazing sex, and now we're going home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I. What a huge transformation! Like from the beginning, right? 
when we were all like, oh my gosh, they know, they know what we just did. And now I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, we did. That's right. That's what we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Clean up on aisle four. (laughs) (laughs) He had a huge smile on his face. Nice. It was really fun. That's cool. That sounds fun. I didn't actually realize how, like that you've seen him a couple of times since then. You know, I... I try to save it for the hot tales. Sure, I know. You I know, because you got to have something hot to talk about. Right. So I don't always tell you all of those things, oh. but I always want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, when are we going to record again? When is it my turn to tell the hot tale? Nice. Well, but, I'm glad. Uh, I got to, like, meet this guy. Not that I, I know. Like, I, no, I'm going to share like him. He's off limits. He's but... not. He's not off limits. I'm probably going to bring him around at some point. I think we're just starting to open up to having single guys around. Right. We've done, right. you know, we've we've done the thing where we've invited uh, single women to sure. join us, but we haven't really, you know, invited a lot of single guys. So I was kind of waiting until we sort of jump into that. Yeah. But yeah, I would bring him around. Cool. Very cool. I would share. I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad because that was such a colossal failure for me. I really couldn't connect with a single guy, despite like lots of of interest right right? i just i couldn't make that connection right and i think i just got lucky yeah you know i mean we were just mr cat was doing a lot of the vetting for me which was nice if i'd had to do it all i probably wouldn't have made it happen either right right but i think that's awesome that you've been able to maintain that and it's super fun for you it is fun nice cool i love that (laughs) all right Well, let's take a little break. And when we come back, we'll talk about our sexy homework with Swally. So what does Swally mean to us? Like, what does it mean to you? What do you think of? Right. For your for yourself. For myself. Yeah. It's obviously the relationship that I have with Mr. Ams trumps all of this. Mm-hmm. And so it, any other relationship kind of sits below that. Um but we I I we started this looking for polysexual relationships this was people are fuck toys and we'll you know we want to hang out with cool people we want the potential to be friends but this is all about just enhancing our marriage through fun and novelty and sex and then like the pendulum swung in the other way and i got a little taste of like how amazing it is to get really open and vulnerable and and develop feelings for other people. And I started feeling like I need that. I don't like the casual sex. Mm-hmm. I I don't like it. It like sometimes I feel objectified by it. I it feels like bad. Like there was just a lot of bad feelings around it for a while and I I wanted to focus almost exclusively on the relationships where I felt like Mm-hmm. There was a lot more intimacy. And now I've kind of, you know, reached this really happy middle ground where the majority of the relationships that I have are more polysexual, more swinger, but there's room for a more intimate relationship to grow. And I love those, but there's a ton of work. Like there are a lot more work than the polysexual relationships. So mm-hmm. you can only have so many of those right. and be a good partner to those people. But what about you? Like, where do you think you fit within that swally spectrum? I think I'm in a similar place. And I, it makes sense. We've been through a lot of our journey together, right? Sure. I mean, when we started, we didn't know what we were doing. We listened to the Joneses. We listened to the book, uh, Sex Sex at Dawn. Dawn. Mm -hmm. We had an idea of what was going on, but we were mostly looking at like social swinging, right? Mm -hmm. Getting to know people, but on a very superficial level. We have to like them, of course. Sure. But we were also were looking at it more as sexual relationships. Yeah. We weren't having a lot of luck right. <laughs> in the beginning. But once we started figuring out how to find 
people Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we knew that we would have fun with. Mm -hmm. That got much better. But I had a hard time connecting quickly with people. Like, second date Mm -hmm. is usually like the sex date, right? Right. And so I have one date to figure out if I like someone or not. Yeah. That's that was really hard for me. Totally agree. That's such a good point. I felt the same way. And I would if if you could have given me like three or four dates, right. Maybe I would have stayed in that sort of space. But the one time and then the next time is supposed to be a play date and you've got like you know, you can't put too much time in between there. Yeah. Because then it 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 disappears. It was hard for yeah. me in the beginning and I wasn't sure that we were going to stick with this. Yeah. But yeah. There was the fun part of it, too. I mean, and Mr. Cat was super into it. And he would, you know, we would come home and we would have so much fun together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I stuck it out for a while. And I don't mean to say stuck it out because I was having fun. If I didn't want to do. Sure. But looking back. Oh, it's so much better now. It's so much better now. Yeah. So when I look back, I remember the struggles yeah. with that. Just trying to okay my brain with like, I don't really know this person that well. Right. But they're kind of cute and I kind of like them. So that was difficult for me. Right. But um, then we met you guys Mm -hmm. and -hmm. we started, we we went to a art show. Yeah. The next day. I mean, so that was a totally different experience for us. And as we got to know you guys and then the pandemic hit and we Mm -hmm. really dove in. Mm -hmm. And I think we would have anyway, but just forming that really close relationship with you guys meant so much to us. Yeah. That I think it changed my whole way of thinking and it changed Mr. Cat's way of thinking as well. And then it made it really hard yeah. for me to hang Go out back with new people. To, yeah. I, I didn't want to do that. But what was nice is that we've sort of, you know, you you guys made friends with people and we made friends with people. Sure. And by bringing them all together, we could really get to know people. Yeah. And really form real relationships with people. Yeah. And- that's been everything. I, I can't go back. And so yeah. sometimes Mr. Cat is still looking through like vetting profiles couples and, and looking at profiles. And he's like, what do you think of this one? And I'm like, I don't know. You could invite them to a party. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't want to meet people on a date, on a yeah. one-on-one or two-on-two couples date. It's it's not my favorite thing. It's not my way that I like to connect with people. Sure. But I have valued way more the connections that we have built with people. And that's, I think, a, a, a place we're going to stay. Like Mr. Yeah. Cat loves it too. So. Yeah. yeah. So we've taken a very different, you like the meet and greets. I actually love the first dates, but I hated how it was like red light, green light of a couple on the first date. Right. And everybody was yellow for me. Right. Like very few people would walk in the door and I'd have a 20, 30 minute, 45 minute conversation to be like, yeah, let's fuck. Like that never happened. I wanted to get to know them better. And I will say like, I do like the meet and greets because, you know, it's a relaxed atmosphere. There's lots of people there. I don't Mm -hmm. feel that pressure of a two on two date. And if I like people there, then we reach out to them and we do a date. Yeah. And there I feel like I've already met these people. I already know I like them. This date is not a, a high-pressure date. We're yeah. just going to talk and get to know each other. And I, I feel happens. better with that because I feel like that first date is hard. Uh, so I don't I don't mind it, but the, the objective of the first date has completely changed for us. It used to be, are these people we want to sleep with or not? And we need to figure out, like, maybe you can swing a second date. But if you're not going to put out on the third date, they're not going to want to hear from you. That was, like, the the mentality that I thought had to be in place. And now it's, like, we meet someone for a first date. And are they good, cool people? Are Do they share similar values? And even if there's not that immediate attraction, mm-hmm. There's a chance to like come into the community and go to more meet and greets and go to more events. And there's been a number of people that I met them through that way, through a first date and either didn't feel immediate attraction or they were so new to the lifestyle that I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, go make a bunch of mistakes and then call me. I don't, you know, but where it's been months, right? Mm -hmm. Five, six, seven months that I've gotten to know them through these activities before I'd be like, 
Oh, yeah, I'd hit that. So um, <laughs> Where at first you weren't interested. No, I, I just – it wasn't that I wasn't interested. I didn't know you whether didn't know. or not I was interested. Yeah. I really – you know, a person's personality, a person's just sort of like affect and how they relate to me, all of that is so much more intriguing to me than a physical – body and it takes time and it takes time to get to, get get to, to see that, that way. and to know that yeah, yeah. so swally encompasses this idea of it's okay like it's okay if you meet someone and you hit it off right off the bat but it's also okay to to be like yeah these people seem cool but i don't know that i want to sleep with them yet like when i was dating people right. i didn't want to sleep with them right away i needed right. to get to know them better exactly so it's i think it's just more authentic to how I want to connect with people. And maybe it will stay casual and maybe it will get more intimate, but the pressure is off Mm -hmm. to like determine right away whether or not this is going to be a sexual relationship. And that's a really cool space to be in. I agree. So sexy homework. (laughs) So I thought about this a lot Mm -hmm. and Mr. Cat and I talked about it, and we have some couples that we really enjoy hanging out with, mm-hmm. that we really like, and that both of us really like. Because mm-hmm. I think with polyamory, people are exploring that more independently. Yeah. But I'm I'm not independent completely. Sure. I'm, I'm married. Yep. And I like being married, and I, I like exploring this whole thing with Mr. Cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try to see if there were some couples that both of us could find a, that, a connection. That with. level of connection yeah, with. Yeah, because if we found it here mm-hmm. with you guys, there's possibilities that we could find it in other ways too. And I get that, you know, all the relationships involved are not going to be completely the same. Of course sure. not. Um you know, you feel what you feel, and and sometimes that develops, and sometimes it doesn't. Sure. But my initial thought was looking at our community. Mm-hmm. These are all couples. Yes. And so to try to go about this in a one-on-one way didn't seem like a, something that I could could do or should do. Um, so I did. I so. Mr. Cat and I kind of talked about the different couples that we really, really like. And yeah. so we started to hang out with them more and more. And we did explore separate dates mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. them. And that was awesome. I mean, it's not a lot. It's maybe two couples that we yeah. really branched out to. Um, but I can see where there could be more possibilities mm-hmm. there. One particular date that I went on, I was so impressed because he was like, he wore a jacket. Right. Sure. Which means that he cared about this. It was it meant something. Sure. He, he wanted to put his best foot forward. Absolutely. Which really it sounds like a simple little thing. He wore a jacket. But to me, I was like, damn. Right. That's it. That's it right there. You were worth that effort. I was worth that effort. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was very sweet. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. And we had a fantastic time talking. We really it's nice when you go out one-on-one with someone, Mm -hmm. even though they're a couple, especially when everybody's okay with it. That's the key number one thing. But knowing that I could just sit there and talk with him and get to know him better. I mean, for instance, I knew what he did for a living. I knew kind of a a bit about him. We've gotten to know them over a period of time, but I I wanted to hear him talk about it. Yeah. I wanted to hear, you know, his passions and his desires and, and, um, and just what he wanted to do and, and, what kinds of things he was interested in, even for like recreation. Sure. Yeah. And it was great. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about taking the sex off the table. We did not do that. No. (laughs) No. No, No, but. Because it's a turn on to like (sighs) sit there and and get really deep in your conversation. It is. Yeah. And the interesting thing is he said something very sweet about his wife and his family. Sure. And that hit my heart and just made me so happy. And I knew that this was a good guy. And I was, I was just Mm -hmm. instantly felt a a fantastic connection, a deep connection with him. Nice. Not separate from his spouse, his partner, his family, but probably partly because of, you know, his connection with her. I felt like they were so strong. Right. 
It's kind of like, like a, a safe space for me to go. Yeah. It's like a guy who treats his mother really well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So, of course, we went upstairs and had a blast. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, question for you. Mm-hmm. With your single guy, mm-hmm. would you explore a higher level of emotional intimacy? Or do you feel like that's reserved for couples? Or, or for the, the spouse? You know, I don't think he's interested in that. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, um, you know, he's busy guy. Mm -hmm. He's divorced, has some kids Mm -hmm. and he's got responsibilities there. I think he likes that he can come and have some fun with me Yeah. and there's no strings attached. He doesn't have any responsibilities. Sure. And that is, it is really fun. And I, I like him a lot. Yeah. It would take a lot more time to develop a real like connection, connection a real mm-hmm. deep connection. I don't think he has time for that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. I could make time for that, but I don't I don't think that's his his thing, and I'm okay with that. Sure. So here we are, right, Swally? Yep. I'm going to have some relationships that are, you know, deep, mm-hmm. meaningful connections, and I'm going to have some relationships that are fun, mm-hmm. where I really like the person, and yeah. I'm I'm really engaged, and, and there's a definite connection there. Yeah. But it's not going to go probably super deep. Yeah. It's it's physical. It's fun. You high five afterwards. And all yeah. of the – everything outside of that night is just like logistics. <laughs> like when are we going to get together next time? Exactly. And he still does all the things. You yeah, know, I sure. still – we still sit at the bar and we have a nice drink and we have yeah. some appetizers and he brought snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But – um yeah, I think that I'm really fine with having some connections yeah. that are super deep and, yeah. and really meaningful and some that are a little lighter, but still fantastic. Yeah. And maybe that's why we're Swally and not Polly. Right. Well, so I I have not connected with a single guy in any sort of meaningful way, but I don't think I would pursue a deep emotional intimacy with a single guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to take on that responsibility. I feel like a married guy, he has the emotional support of his wife. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, I don't want to become somebody's girlfriend and have to take on, like, I take it very Like if you su- were the only girlfriend, right? Would be, yeah, I could see that. You know, for me, being with the single guy, I felt free to explore and not worry about hurting the feelings or, yeah. Or, yeah. No, I get that. Because that, that is that is definitely in the forefront of my brain. You sure. Know, when I'm, because we're not we're not starting from scratch like like Polly. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were going to be truly polyamorous, I feel like that has to start from the very beginning. You know, you're not going to be married 20 years and then decide to go Polly. It just doesn't seem, I'm sure that it happens. Right. It just seems like that would be really hard to navigate. It's a lot of reprogramming. It's a lot of reprogramming. Yeah. And I, I, I got kids and, you know, if you build your life that way, then you're going to bring kids into the world in a polyamorous family. Sure. But when you already have kids, it's hard to imagine trying to fit all of that together with a true poly relationship swally yeah. though that's awesome yeah it's easy not easy but it's it's attainable right it's it's not forcing yourself to make every single relationship look a certain way right which i think is unrealistic honestly i mean i have enjoyed exploring deeper connections with some people i've enjoyed having crazy you know getting slammed in the hotel room sex with some people and uh why would i if as long as Mr. Ams is okay with with what we do, why why would I force myself into one versus the other? Right. And I have had a lot of fun with Mr. Ams. Mm-hmm. And I feel safe there. Yeah. Because the four of us have such a connection. Yes. That I don't feel like I I feel like everything there is is really okay. Yeah. You know, like we're gonna talk about it. They're going to talk about it. They yeah. talk more than we do yeah. <laughs> most of the time. And we're going to talk to our spouses. And, and we've been, you know, in this situation for so long yeah. that it feels more natural. Yeah. Very easy. But was it 
a struggle at any point for you guys when? Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about that or not? It was definitely new ground. Yeah. You know, neither one of us had um, explored the idea of becoming so, um, you know, so emotionally attached to mm-hmm. another couple. And the interesting thing is we didn't completely see it as a separate thing. We saw it as a couple thing. Right. Like if we didn't see you two anymore. Right. What would that do to us? Right. We, we would feel horrible. Right. We were building a connection with both of you, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you and me and, and the two of them and the four of us, lots of different directions. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just that, you know, I was, I was building a connection with Mr. Ams and you with Mr. Cat. It was that that's a little scary territory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're investing a lot of our time mm-hmm. and our emotional energy, energy mm-hmm. into the two of you, really. Right. Right. And so I think we felt a little like, are we putting ourselves in a position where we're going to be hurt, mm-hmm. both of us? Yeah. And so I think we were a little worried about that, Yeah. to be honest. And, you know, the the we were having feelings mm-hmm. for both of you. I was having feelings for Mr. Ams. Sure. That felt new. That was right. different. Yeah. And we struggled. How about you guys? <laughs> we struggled. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... We're in such a great place now, but it was the most fraught period of our marriage for like a solid year. We struggled with how to deal with this. And I think, well, I remember exactly when it started, we were on the airplane coming home from St. Thomas. That was quite a trip. It was an amazing trip. And I felt this amazing, somewhat independent connection with Mr. Cat. Like we mm-hmm. did a lot of, of independent play on that trip. Mm-hmm. And I like literally felt like a high. You know, they talk about new relationship energy. Like I f- oh, yeah. felt like amazing. Yeah, I remember that. And <sighs> we got on the airplane we're sitting in totally different parts of the plane, you and Mr. Cat right. and me and Mr. Ams. And I was like, I'm totally falling for this guy and I want to see where it goes. And and I feel like maybe of the four of us, I got there first mm-hmm. and it scared the shit out of Mr. Oh. Ams because I'm that's sure. not what we were in it for. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like we were together. Well, it. that trip was so intense. It was. Because you and Mr. Cat, was that was that the first time we really played independently separate I rooms? I think so. I think it was. Yeah. And so here we are in this beautiful house mm-hmm. in St. Thomas, mm-hmm. nothing to do but, but have, have sex, sex and drink. And drink. <laughs> and we did. We yeah. did just that. And and I would say Mr. Ams and I had formed a similar connection, probably yeah. not quite as strong as what you're saying at this point, but I felt the intensity of it for sure. Yeah. And I I I don't think I expressed that to Mr. Cat right away. Yeah. You know, I think I was still processing it myself. Yeah. It was it was like a lightning strike for me and I've always had a tough time knowing what I want. You know, mm-hmm. like it was straight up maladaptive behavior. Like if I express what I want, it's not going to be like people won't be receptive to it. And so I've just always kind of repressed that. But I was like, I know what I want. It's this. <laughs> and, you know, we went into like we had all of our rules and our tenants around lifestyle that that we're going to be open and transparent and anybody can, any one of us can say whatever we need to say to the other person. And it will, I like a thought it would be well received. And then there's the reality of it. Yeah. And he freaked out because I think to your point, it didn't feel like we were together on it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I was like, for the first time, I really know something I want and I want to pursue it. And it requires on some level that you're not there because when you're there, it's different. I can't not think about you. I've spent my entire adult life thinking about and caring about you and your needs. And 
I sort of need an opportunity to hear my own inner voice and it gets drowned out by your presence. Mm -hmm. And that was, it was so painful for him to hear. I didn't realize at the time that it was really triggering a lot of insecurity, like attachment insecurity. And looking back, I know I should have been more patient. I should have like... Maybe not told him on the plane on, on the, the way home. On the plane on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> but you it, didn't realize that he was going to have that reaction. There were so many like mistakes that we made. And it was a solid year of getting back on firm ground. And in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Mm-hmm. And moving houses. And mo- the kids moving school. And all of this stuff. It was just like a shit show. And starting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, in fact... Wow. I just listened to the Monogamous Marriage podcast, Mm -hmm. which I listened to the first one. I hadn't listened to it in a while, but they did a three-part episode on separate dating. And a lot of what they talked about, what they struggled with, I could hear some of the things. And I think they're still kind of in the middle of the shit. Mm -hmm. I could hear a lot of the things that we struggled with. In fact, it was a little bit triggering actually listening to this, but it, it um, I highly recommend checking it out. Monogamous Marriage Podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but that struggle of, you know, I'm, I'm not asking you, you know, one of them is very into the polysexual stuff and, and the other one really wants that deeper connection. And how do you like make that work when you have such different needs? And, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth, but the bottom line is it, we have to treat it as a a partnership and the two of us have to come first. But I think that Mr. Ams has grown so much in the idea of viewing love as a much broader term than Mm -hmm. what he initially viewed it as Mm -hmm. and to kind of open his heart and get like deeper, more meaningful connections with the people that we've um, met through the lifestyle. Obviously, the two of you being, you know, the the top of uh-huh. that. But we had to like make a bunch of mistakes before we got right. to a good place. So yeah, it fucking sucked <laughs> for a long time. And we got we got to it was like two months of awful, and then we got to this kind of uneasy mm-hmm. balance. Um, well, I remember when we talked about it, mm-hmm. we were in the hot tub. Of course we were. At my house. And um, you you guys kind of opened up to us about that. And and we kind of opened up too. Right. And we were experiencing similar feelings. And I think the fact that the four of us could talk about it together was a big deal. Right. Although if you think about it, this has been going on for two years. I think that we've kind of reached oh, this yeah. level of of intimacy. We don't talk about it very much. We don't need to. No, I don't think we need to. And, and you know, you can beat a dead horse when it comes to this stuff. But we talk about sex a lot. We still don't talk about feelings all that much. Right. They exist. Right. But there, I think there's still a fair amount of resistance talking about, sure. you know, being really open about feelings. Because there's that fear that it, there's three different people who might take that the right. wrong way, right. I guess. It is. It's complicated. Yeah. So back to sexy homework. Ams, what what did you do for your sexy homework? So I, (laughs) overachiever that I am, Uh I did three different things for sexy homework. Okay. I I reached out to a couple who we don't know quite as well, and they're relatively new to lifestyle, but I thought, you know, this is a couple where there's potential. Mm -hmm. There's, I, I like him a lot, and we connect on that, you know, mind to mind level. And I thought, I'm going to see if he wants to have a date one-on-one. And because we don't know this couple as well, we've only played, I think, two or three times. I reached out to her first and, and said, hey, this is something I'm looking to explore. Would you be open if I asked your husband on a date? If not, it's totally fine. Um, and I, I mentioned that it might, you know, it's something we're exploring in this episode. Mm-hmm. And she said there was a, a pause for a really long time, like half a day. And <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a pause. Yeah. So she came back and she said, wow, this brought up a lot of conversation with us, but I'm open to it. 
And then she wrote back and she said, but I don't think I'm okay with play. And I'm like, cool. No problem. That's totally that's fine. Great. We're going to, and we have Because that's tomorrow. what you wanted to do anyway. Exactly. Is just get together and get to know him. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I violated the homework rule. <laughs> But you are sticking to it. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. So that date is tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. And the second piece of homework was reaching out to a couple that we know a little bit better. And we've Mm -hmm. had some more play experiences with. And with, with him, I didn't feel like an immediate attraction. But he is so thoughtful and so engaging and... You know, that the attraction built over time. And uh, so I was really looking forward to going on a one-on-one date with him. He had made that offer a couple of weeks before. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I knew his wife was okay with it. And we uh, we went on a date last week. And it was amazing. It was a play date. But <laughs> it... Uh, it's we, hard to go back. Yeah. You don't want to go back. You don't. You, you don't. <laughs> If you're if you're feeling into it, awesome. Right. But it is also kind of nice when you build a level of intimacy to feel like you can have a conversation and it doesn't have to lead to right. sex. Right. But the point of it was to to go out with someone and really get to know them and, yeah. and, and on a one-on-one level and explore that deeper connection. Right. And we sat and talked, oh my gosh, probably 2 hours before we went upstairs and you know, I got to know him a lot better. We talked a little bit about where they were at on the the mm-hmm. sort of feelings and independence um, aspects of of dating, and I got to share things with him about you know what I'm passionate about. So it was a great date. I really really enjoyed it, and then we had a great time upstairs. But there is something so energizing and fun about getting to know, like being really, really curious Mm -hmm. about someone else, what makes them tick, what they're passionate about. And I really enjoyed exploring that. And then the third (laughs) piece of homework was really diving into approaching this as a couple. Mm -hmm. And there was another couple that Mr. Ams and I really both like a lot. We connect with really strongly Mm -hmm. and we know that they are they're a friendship forward kind of couple that's their philosophy if sex happens cool but it's never a requirement um i love their attitude about sex that's great no second date no better put out right right um so we got together with them and uh got a little intoxicated and just had this amazing magical experience where all four of us very deliberately opened up to the idea of something that is more meaningful and authentic. And we shared, you know, intimate details with each other and talked about fantasies that might be fun to play out Mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. So there are things that Mr. Ams and I do that we just, it's so important to our relationship you know, like taking walks together and all of these things. But there's lots of things that I love to do that he's not into and vice versa. Right. So the idea of exploring these activities, sexual or not, that um, the other person is also really into was so much fun. But I also felt in that moment super connected with Mr. Ams because we were just like it was a really shared experience. So in some ways, it kind of healed some of the scars from the fact that we sort of fucked it up. (laughs) Not fucked it up the first time because we ended up in a really good place. But it was a lot of pain and struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm ecstatic. Like, I'm so ecstatic that Mr. Ams and I have kind of expanded our middle ground, expanded where we have interest on these things, and we can talk about feelings more openly, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel as threatening threatening to the relationship. So, you know, in a lot of ways, like, this episode has been more transformational for me 
than any of our other episodes. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like I like I feel like I've found home, right? Swinger didn't feel quite right. right. Polly doesn't feel quite right. Right. This feels just, right. Yeah. I, although Swally <laughs> no offense to Ken Haslam. It's but not a great word. <laughs> it's like it's like the scort of ethical <laughs> non-monogamy. Yeah. I don't But how are we gonna think of a better word? Because yeah. the thing I like about the word swinger. Mm-hmm. Is it's just an easy word to say. Right. It's kind of cute. Right. It kind of, you know, I mean, if you can get rid of the idea of what it what it means, you know, yeah. of, what it, of what, it, what it used to mean. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, a, everybody knows what it is. Yeah. Kind of. Right. Swally, people are going to be like, what is Swally? What the fuck Maybe is not swally? anymore. Yeah. We just told you. You're That's welcome. Right. That's right. If anybody out there has a better word to describe it, uh, please reach it. out. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. I, I like... The term open, but it is, it's not very like SEO friendly. Right. <laughs> and it's not, um, it's not descriptive of what it really is. Yeah. Swally kind of does. I mean, if, if you know what Polly is and you know what Swinger is, you can kind of figure it out. Right. Right. But I would love, love a better word. Mm-hmm. So maybe collectively in our community, we can come up. Someone will come with up with something word. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think this episode, wow. When we first decided to tackle it, I didn't realize how incredible this could be mm-hmm. to learning that it's not, you don't have to go poly completely. Mm-hmm. And wow, who could? That is really complicated. Yeah. But that even even us in our journey, mm-hmm. we can still kind of go there. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, mixing the two together is exactly where we fit. It feels yeah. right. Yeah. Walk the middle path. Yeah. Okay, so we got to take one more break. And when we come back, it's just Just the the tips. we're back. So just the tips. Ems, what do you think is number one? Number one, if you're going to explore polyamorous relationships, they can be incredibly rewarding, but they are also a shit ton of work. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to build a relationship, a deep connection with someone if you only see them every other month. Yeah. You got to put in the time and you got to put in the effort. Right. You know, the other thing that occurred to me is I want to be a good partner to all of my Mm -hmm. partners, including my polysexual partners. But my responsibility to be a good partner to them kind of starts and ends in the bedroom. Like when I'm with them, I want to make sure they know that I'm with them. If I need to provide any sort of aftercare, maybe a text before or after, but that's kind of it. Yeah. Right. If I don't send any messages to them or I'm not connecting with them outside of logistics, that's okay. That's not mm-hmm. my responsibility. I don't think they're expecting that either. No, but I think if you have a, an emotionally intimate relationship, mm-hmm. that takes care and tending outside yes. of the bedroom. Yes. And I like as as much as I've met some really amazing people in the lifestyle, I can't imagine cultivating very many emotionally intimate relationships because I want to be a good partner to them and and I don't Mm -hmm. want to be spread too thin. Right. Yeah. All right. How about tip number two? So number two is honor the spouse or partner of the person that you are really becoming connected to. Yeah. Uh, Metamore is the other word that we use to describe that person, right? Right. So Dr. Eli mentioned when we interviewed her how important those metamor or polyaffective relationships are the ones that don't involve sex or mm-hmm. necessarily emotional intimacy, but are the kind of the glue that makes sure that holds it all together. Yeah. Because if you and the spouse are not on the same page, you're not going to be able to develop any kind of relationship with the spouse. It, it, it's going, or yeah. Sp- or the partner. Right. Yeah, it's going to ultimately end up in resentment or jealousy or something. That's true with me. If yeah. anybody wants to spend time with 
Mr. Cat, they kind of have to get to know me a little bit too. Sure. That's maybe a respect thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Mr. Ams has a fair number of partners Mm -hmm. with whom I do not have an intimate relationship with their husbands. Right. Um, But I'm friendly with all of them. I, you know, some of them I'm quite close with, other ones were just friendly, but, um, they make an effort to make sure I'm doing okay. His partners make an effort to make sure I'm doing okay. Um, so whether it's a polysexual relationship or a polyamorous relationship, I do think like a key part of any ethical non-monogamy relationship is that everybody involved, including the non-participating mm-hmm. partner, is enthusiastically consenting to that relationship. So treat that non-participating person with love and respect mm-hmm. and deference on right. some level. Right. And remember that that is the most important relationship That's for both right. of them. That's right. It would break my heart if I caused, you know, significant pain or consternation in someone else's marriage. That is not what I'm seeking at right. all. Right. And so what about number three? Number three, love may be infinite, but time and money is not. Right. And going on -on one-on-one dates is really expensive. It can be expensive. It can be time-consuming. Yeah. And so if, you know, if especially if you're starting to explore more independent opportunities because you want to build these deep emotional connections – have a conversation with your partner about what how kind much, of how limits. much is going to go into that. Right. Are the there family resources? Right. Are there monetary limits? Are there time limits? Do mm-hmm. you want to say you can only go on these types of dates once a month? Do you want to set a budget for them? Um, maybe you don't need any of those things, but checking in and making sure that you're on the same page mm-hmm. about how much time and how much money you're willing to devote to these relationships is important because yeah it seems like a small thing but it's not well what are like the number one and number two things that people fight over money money and sex sex. so um yeah like this can be very challenging territory for a, a couple it yields amazing results it can be incredibly rewarding but be careful. I have a number four. Oh, tell me. What is number four? Number four is make sure if you're, if you're spending time dating someone other than your spouse or partner, that you put that equal time into dating your own spouse or partner. Yeah. You don't want to create feelings like you're doing all of these things, but what yeah. about me? Yeah. Check in with your primary partner and make sure there isn't any sort of negative feelings like a certain just make sure make sure that you're spending equal time yeah yeah really that you're putting the same energy it might not be new relationship energy yeah into the relationship with your spouse your partner yeah I, i you know time is certainly an important aspect of it but i think it's even more just like Making sure their needs are getting right. That's met. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, you know, if that's physical affection, if that's time, if that's listening, just mm-hmm. sitting there and really listening to them, all of that. You know, one of the things when we had our our cool little magical evening that that this other couple engaged in, they looked at each other and said, you know, what is something that I can do. That would make our marriage even better. And they do this all the time. That's like, great. That's, or they, sh- they kind of do these testimonies with each other about like, what do I love about you? What do I love about oh. you? And so reconnecting in that way, I think is even more important. Like you're saying, it's even more important if you're going to give some of that energy to someone else, mm-hmm. make sure you're not leaving your partner right. behind. Because when you're doing things as a couple, it doesn't feel so separate. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not worried about equal time or, right. or making sure that you put that same energy into the relationship. Yeah. Because you you're there together. Excellent point. Thank you for sharing that. I like it. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, this was quite a big topic to cover. Yeah. And not a lot of information out there. So hopefully this is going to be a good resource for people. Well, until next time. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks for listening. What is your favorite costume? Favorite costume. I mean, is it Princess Leia? Because that's what comes to mind. (laughs) I do like my Princess Leia costume. I I have to do the princess, but I feel like if I do the Princess Leia thing, I gotta like set the room up too. Uh, yeah. Right? So so this is. Where do you get a job of the hut? I'm <laughs> sure you can get an enormous job of the hut, but like just like inflatable? you don't want to dress up like a, a French maid. I don't want to have sex next to Job of the Hut. <laughs> like what if Harvey a Weinstein version of a, an alien. It's <laughs> not. Maybe hot. they make a giant bean bag. A job of the hat beanbag? Oh, that's gotta be someone's thing. I'm sure.